Welcome to Moment in Ministry, hosted by Pastor Steve Dameron. I'm thankful today uh, to have the opportunity to sit in on this uh, Moment in Ministry uh, video. Uh, my name is Dan Armacost, and I am the Dean of Students here at Fairhaven Baptist College. Uh, it's our privilege to have with us today Pastor Larry Kuntz, uh, and he is the director of the Neighborhood Bible Time program. Uh, Neighborhood Bible Time is a, is a unique ministry. Uh, it's something that I'm thankful for in my own life, um, both being a part of it uh, as, a, as, a, as an elementary age uh, young man, and then uh, being able to come through the teen uh, aspect of Neighborhood Bible Time as I was growing up. So it's something I've uh, known about for many years, um, but uh, glad of Brother Kuntz here with us to talk a little bit about this ministry. And thinking of Neighborhood Bible Time, as we've talked, uh, Brother Kuntz, it does seem like it's something that has two aspects. There is the um, idea of um, the uh, program being a a time of, of Bible learning for the young kids and the teens. Um, it's evangelistic, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of kids being saved, uh, a, a call to dedication uh, for uh, uh, those that attend. The other aspect, and something, again, that's maybe just as important, if not more important, is the preparation of the young men that go to the various churches and, and conduct these rallies. Um, so I thought maybe today we could talk a little bit about uh, neighborhood Bible time and generally what it is, but then also the idea of the of the the rallies uh, at the churches and the preparation of the young men that uh, are uh, joining this uh, evangelistic endeavor. Great. If you were to try to pull it all together and try to make it in one simple phrase, I would say that neighborhood Bible time en- encapsulates a fun with a purpose. Everything that takes place is fun and exciting for the young kids and relevant to their age, but everything is, has a purpose. Nothing is done on the fly. Mm-hmm. Nothing is just, hey, let's just go out there and entertain. Mm-hmm. Everything is driven so that no matter what we're teaching, what we're showing has an end purpose to show them Christ. Uh, so many of the children that come today in the generation that we live in are not exposed to anything in Christianity. More and more we're finding kids unchurched. They don't know who Jesus Christ is. Some have not even heard about God. They have some of the most crazy questions Mm. from my generation thinking, boy, that should be uh, a no-brainer. So the end product is evangelism through the local church. Pastors have a have a real burden and desire to reach their little Jerusalem. Mm. Bible time affords a way to bring the children in and to give them a program, so to say, with a philosophy that drives it, that points them to Christ. Mm. So even if they if they come for a week, they're going to be saturated in their hearts and minds of who Jesus Christ is. Uh, I grew up in a church that hosted Neighborhood Bible Time for for many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember uh, we had some neighbors that moved beside us uh, when I was uh, seven or eight years old. And he was from Germany and he was uh, assigned to work at a a, a notable plant in our area. And he was only there for a few years. And they were um, uh, dedicated Lutherans. Mm -hmm. And uh, our church hosted Neighborhood Bible Time. And I remember going the first day or two of the rally, and I was encouraged to bring a visitor out, to bring a guest. And sure. bring a guest out, I could um, 
uh, get a ribbon uh, for uh, my bringing a visitor. But more than that, they said, if you bring a visitor out, they're going to have a chance to hear the gospel. Mm. And I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. And I remember after the rally, I went next door and uh, invited out uh, Juliana Luca. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, sure enough, uh, when uh, the next morning, the, the rest of the rallies, she came with me as my visitor mm -hmm. and she, she heard the gospel. She would never been able to come on Sunday morning. Her folks were, were just um, committed to, their, to the Lutheran church, uh, but I was able to have her come out and, and she heard uh, the clear presentation. So just a personal uh, example for me of, of what, how Neighborhood Bible Time inspired me as a church-going kid to be evangelistic as, as a young child. That's great. There's a great dearth in evangelism today. And uh, this right here is an easy invite yeah. to get the kids to come out. And it is life-changing. Yeah. We have thousands saved. Um, if you just look at the history of Neighborhood Bible Time, over 2 million people have attended a Neighborhood Bible mm. Time Youth Crusade. Hundreds of thousands have um, been swept into the kingdom, have been born again, and serving all over the world today as pastors, missionaries, um, laymen in the church. And so God took a uh, concept of a little booster chair and a little eight cent ribbon. And just like the little boy that came with the fishes and the loaves of bread, Brother Homesher and his wife were willing to give all. And he took that thought that was already from him and look at, as we look back, what the Lord has done. Only God could do that. So we know that the ministry is of the Lord. Amen. There's no doubt about that. It's powered by the Holy Spirit. And, and the time, of course, to prepare so many rallies with so many young men, uh, preparing the, the lives and the hearts and the spiritual life of the young men. And it was a burden yeah. for sure uh, that's particular in, in, uh, in your heart and mind and uh, the opportunity that you have to, to mold the young men that are going to conduct the rallies is, is a big part, I believe, of MBT as well. Well, I think it's the key. Um, you know, you can go out and you can preach and you can uh, be that leader and still be on the platform and be the emptiest guy in the auditorium yeah. because there's real no real relationship with the Lord. Right. Now, there's the concept, uh, the Bible says in Corinthians that the ministration of the word is death if it doesn't have the spirit. So it has to be a balance. Certainly, if it's all emotional, then it's strange fire. But when, but, but when the two are together, uh, the young men are depending on the Lord. They're 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 yielding. I mean, they're they're uh, veiling themselves so Christ would be unveiled. Uh, God uses that as the gospels preach. They are drawn to that truth. I want to tell you that uh, I love the evangelistic part of it. I love the end product. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. That is just um, over the top. But we have a responsibility of this generation, you and I and every other church member, any, any deacon, Sunday school teacher, whatever, is to invest in the next generation. Mm. We have a concept that uh, children will, will obey until they're about 12 or 13. And then we call this uh, teen years, where from 13 to 17, we let them go. And that's when they need it the most. True. Uh, when they're younger, we tell them, don't cross the street. We don't tell them why. But instead, we tell them why don't cross the street when they're three and they can't understand that. Then when they're 13, we say, well, just listen mm. and don't say anything. Mm. Just be obedient. And it's really the opposite. They need to know why we believe what we believe. And neighborhood Bible time really takes a young man for three weeks and breaks him down to the core.
uh, training the young men is like a customized furnace. It gets so hot that it really exposes what's in the heart. Yeah. And we're able to identify that and sit down with these young men that are the future leaders, right. the future pastors, right. the future leaders of our country, mm -hmm. politicians, whatever. And those things are exposed and we're able to unpack those mm -hmm. and deal with them, whether it be bitterness, whether it be anger, yeah. whether it be maybe just unsaved, maybe not sure if they're saved. It is amazing what comes out during that three weeks of removing what is not sin, but removing any distraction at all and just their Bible, just the Lord and time away from society. And it really helps them then to, to be sure of their salvation, uh, to have a walk that's authentic, real and transparent. So that's our responsibility. Whether they come to MBT or not, we need to be molding and shaping our young men. They're wasting years. Right. A spiritual boot camp, we could say, yes. um, uh, individual accountability. Uh, and uh, I, I'm i thankful for the opportunity my oldest son had to travel with Neighborhood Bible Time. And, and of course, uh, during the course of it and when he came back, uh, the he, his testimony was that the time in the training and the time working yeah. uh, alongside of uh, you and the, and the pastors that you bring in to invest in their lives uh, was life-changing. That's his words, not mine. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm thankful for that um, opportunity that he had. Yeah. Let me tell you why they feel that way. It, it is an MBT that changes them. Their heart leaps and is warmed with the relationship. Hmm. That's the whole reason yeah. that Christ died on the cross. It was to forgive us of our sins and to give us life and restore that fellowship. And, and all of a sudden they realize, hey, I can walk in the light. Yeah. You know, my life can count. And I don't have to just hear these stories, yes. but God, through me, hmm. if I'm willing to yield, can use me. And, and they see that and they say, oh my, this is fantastic. Lord, I want more. Amen. You know, Paul said he was the chief of sinners. Well, the reason he was the chief of sinners is not because he committed any more sin than any of us in a sense. There's people that were much worse than Paul. Mm -hmm. Paul was just so close to the Lord yeah. that he, he, he was exposed and saw his sin constantly <laughs> and his drive to know him better. And the boys get a taste of that. Amen. And they, they feel that uh, and the fact, the reckoning of that joy in their life and they want it and, and, and they see it and they realize uh, that God can use them. Right. It, make, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I just want to say one more thing, and that, and that is Second uh, Timothy two two says that um, it is our responsibility to uh, train the next generation, and we're failing in that. Hmm. It is it is the obligation for every one of us to have a Paul in our life, where we're getting. We're not to be the Dead Sea where we just get and right. keep it, sure. but then we're to give. Yeah. So the question really here is, if you're listening to this, is who's your Paul? Hmm. Make sure you have one, and who's your Timothy? Mm. That that that's the way it works. That's the way Paul worked. He right. he, he worked in these young men's lives, okay. and he spent he poured his life into them. I'm for college. I think every young man ought to go off and learn theology and how to unpack a verse. But they need that discipleship. That's right. And we can give that to them one on one. Amen. It'll make a difference. That's great. And then MBT with that being able to be a part of um, thirty plus states. Um, several foreign countries. Uh, NBT has expanded into uh, various other countries, and I know that's a great opportunity to, to take this and, and to, to broadcast it. Yeah. Yeah. Brother Holmes used to tell me all the time, he said, uh, uh, people everywhere need Jesus. Right, so true, <laughs> so true. The fields yeah. are white. Right. And uh, yeah. so, 
Well, I appreciate that. Uh, glad uh, you were able to join us today uh, and glad to have uh, Pastor Larry Kuntz uh, from Neighborhood Bible Time to, to, to share some of his burden uh, for this ministry, really, which is a, a burden um, I, I see of two, two things. It's, uh, it's uh, sharing the gospel and it's preparing the next generation of uh, men, yeah, leaders uh, in our churches. So thank you, Brother Kuntz, for your time. Okay, thank you.